0: Listening to Gibraltar Stories. My name's Lindsay Weston, and Gibraltar's been my home for the past 10 years. The longer I've been here, the more I've learned about this tiny and very special place. With this podcast, I hope to share some of the fascinating stories Gibraltar has to tell.
1: Imagine being called to see Miss Taylor at three o'clock in the morning, four cars full of uh, lawyers and representatives and everything. And going to see Elizabeth Taylor, to a suite that she was there with George Hamilton, who was his boyfriend at the
0: time. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Gibraltar Stories podcast. This week I'm looking into the glamorous world of the celebrity-spotting paparazzi photographer, After a career as a freelance photographer capturing images of Hollywood stars and royalty as they holidayed on the Costa del Sol, Gibraltarian photographer Juan Carlos Teuma is now back home in Gibraltar and has changed sides to work for the establishment as official photographer for the Gibraltar government. Gone are the days of hiding in trees and spying on celebrities from rooftops. He now takes official photos for government publications and press events as well as for inclusion in the gibraltar national archive i met him at the archives during some of my research into gibraltar's recent history and he agreed to tell me some of the fascinating tales of his life celebrity spotting in marbella the playground of the rich and famous he started by telling me how he first got into the world of press photography
1: it was an adventure one was young um I had been previously working on a cruise ship as a photographer, so I had a bit of experience uh, with the relation of photography and tourism. And uh, after I left the ship, I was offered a job in in Athens by the guy who had me hired on on board. Uh, But I thought I'd give it a bit of time and come back. And while it's here, I thought, well, you know, photography, tourism, where do we have tourism, tourism, the costa, and that's initially why I went there. I never thought of becoming a, a press photographer or, or paparazzi, <laughs> whatever that just happened. So uh, I did just go there and started working with tourism, but I had a lot of time off because basically what I was making my 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 money was in a place called the Hacienda de Toros. And uh, they had a load of American tourists coming, and there they were treated with uh, typical Spanish tuna. And they had baby bulls to fight, and they rode a donkey, and they were then fed either lunch or dinner. And I, I think I was one of the first to set up a, a quick processing. You know, I got a small room. It wasn't digital, but it was the best we could do. You know, <laughs> I tell you why I burned the photos sometimes on the, on the dryer, so. Uh, but that gave me quite a bit of money. But then maybe I only had uh, a group for uh, midday and maybe two groups in the evening. The rest of the day, you know, and I was observing, you know, that there was a lot a lot of celebrities, a lot of uh, work being done, and that it wasn't really exploited in the summer. Some of the um, better known Spanish magazines sent the guys over to spend a month or two, you know. But you, as usual, it also happens with the English press, you know, it's a, it's a pack. They get together and they don't worry too much, as long as they're keeping an eye on the guy from the other magazine, on the competition, as long as they stay together, they can play poker, they can have a drink, but, you know. But then when you're a freelancer, uh, you have to look uh, where things are happening, you know, and I used to do a lot of things, uh, not only for the Spanish press, also for, for for the English press because there was loads of British celebrities and uh, and right now my son is working in Marbella and, and he's doing Danish uh, or Australian or whatever celebrities because they sell in the countries and if you stick to that... You you get rid of a lot of competition because they all go, say, for the Spanish celebrities for magazines or for the better-known English people, but you might have a Finnish guy here who's a star (laughs) and nobody knows so so. So eventually I got into press photography. I became a paparazzi. I learned from some Italians. It was funny, the Italians, because that was one of my first jobs. Um they came here, two paparazzi. one was from Italy, another was also an Italian paparazzi but it was based in Madrid. And it was after the Franco era, era when Franco allowed bikinis, all right? Everybody went to Franco time, it, it wasn't allowed. Well, I mean, I think it was actually after Franco died that they, he allowed the bikinis. So they came down and said, hey, we need to take some pictures of the Duchess of Alba. The Duchess of Alba is a very, uh, they say, that chronologically she's uh, higher up than the Queen. She's got more titles than the Queen. Uh, anyway, ah, we need to do that. Do know which beach she goes to? I said, sure, I know, no problem. I took them there. That's a huge lens I'd never seen before, 400 millimeter lens. And uh, I said, well, you see that uh, sunshade there? Uh, the butler will come down, put some chairs there, and then she'll follow and she'll sit there. So we're there hiding behind a boat. And she does come out, and boom, 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 this guy shoots. I see the famous elbow uh, technique, which is putting lens under, under your, your elbow and, you know... It's your back facing her, but there's a guy in front of you sticking your lens in there. <laughs> so you, like, oh, well, okay, good shots. Okay, we we'll send you some money. Lovely. Next day they call me. Ah, chenkar, we have a problem. But that photo didn't come out. But the camera was broken. <laughs> can you go and do them again? You know, the guy had already flown back. To me. I said, okay, I can, but I haven't got the long lens. You know, I have to get closer. Which I did. Uh, I went back there, thinking I'm not close enough, so I started, you know, like little by little getting closer. And then I, I just went boom, 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 and the Duchess saw me and she called me, hey, come here, come here. Why do you take pictures of me? I said, well, you know, I'm new on this, I was a bit shy, I wanted to ask you. Well, if you had asked me, you know, I would have told you this. And then I told her, well, I'm asking you now. <laughs> Can I... I took some nice pictures in the house, with lot she allowed it, you know, and um, uh, I did a naughty thing, which was, if you give me that, I won't use the bikini pictures, but of course I used both. It's, uh, I don't I did say it was a naughty thing, but that's how it is, you know. I mean, the... the, the, You
0: got your scoop then. The (laughs)
1: the pictures in bikini were worth much more than the ones she gave me. Anyway... So that was one of my first experiences, and then, I'm happy to say, I I had uh, quite a bit of success. I was quite well-known in Fleet Street. In fact, they invited me for a tour of the picture editors, and And, uh, I worked there as a paparazzi until five years ago when I came back to Gibraltar. Things had changed so much. It wasn't like it used to be. I didn't like it that much in Marbella and I was a bit fed up with the Marbella Society, you know. It's like everybody, it's the same people going to all the parties because we did launch a Society magazine which was very successful. It was called Social Life and we did cover all sorts of events everywhere. So, I mean... um, and then I came back to Gibraltar about five, six years ago.
0: And now you're working for, for the government. I'm working so for the government. you sides almost, really. Well,
1: actually, I came and uh, with what little money I had left, because one of the reasons I came is because I was spending the money and, you know, there was not enough work, I set up a very small shop in uh, Horse Park Lane. That didn't work either because photography... Uh, as a profession, is, is dead. Everybody with the digital cameras or has a cousin who can do proper digital pictures or has somebody who has studied photography and he'll do the pictures for free. And, you know, it's, it's just photography as a business. Is the, the, the town photographer is out. and there was, So, I mean, well, I have to close this. What do I do? And I thought, you know, well, the government doesn't seem to have an official photographer they hire photographers out I sort of found out how much they were paying out sort of and uh, i went to see the chief minister i asked for an appointment i told him a plan of things that the government could do with an official photographer like uh you know, giving photos to the National Archives and uh, to, you know what I mean, everybody. And now I, I do things for all the ministers and for all departments and uh, for housing ones, pictures of the new houses, I do that. Well, there's a press call, I also do that. Um, so this was all what I, what I sort of told the chief minister he could have for less money than he was paying out. And he agreed and employed me.
0: Do you miss your glamorous photo shoots, though, on the on the beaches?
1: I miss the times, more or less. I know that nowadays I wouldn't be able to, to do that because it just doesn't doesn't happen anymore. But I miss those times. Those times were fabulous, incredible. Sean Connery hated me, but <laughs> what can I do? Because
0: you were always uh, catching him.
1: Well, trying to catch him. The best one was... It was a charity, for a dog's charity, and, you know, the this, uh, this society, I think it was called the AAA Animal, anyway, AAA was called, yeah. they made some t-shirts, and they came to see us, hey, you know, celebrities, and could you go with the t-shirt, and they put it on, and take a picture for us, publicity, so we approached Sean Connery, and he said, yeah, okay, and, man, you know, I think I did two pictures with a T-shirt, the rest It <laughs> as he was coming with the dogs. Can you pick up the dogs now? <laughs> and, um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to write a book, but uh, my thing is photography, not writing. It's very hard. Although I've got recollections of everything, and I've got a lot of notes. I need to meet somebody who, who can write or listen to me or read my thoughts of the adventures and put them into a nice way but why am i thinking of writing a book because a lot of people have told me <laughs> i mean people we start talking and in, in all aspects of life i tell them even the chief minister makes me tell him some anecdotes when we're traveling oh, tell me about Elizabeth potato tell me about lola flores or tell me about John connery or whatever so a lot of people told me why don't you write a book why don't you write a book and now i've become a bit obsessed with it uh boy, you know, I'm going to be 70. If I don't do it now, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I really want to do that. I think it's going to be very amusing and I have ideas to make it a a different uh, kind of book. Because, I mean, you couldn't put a hundred pictures of celebrities in a book because that's expensive colour, but I'm thinking of providing a a USB with the book, with a lot of pictures, which makes it more attractive to whoever buys the book to be able to have... Pictures of of celebrities, you know, like Sean Connery, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, uh, hundreds. A lot of them Spanish, of course. Dola Flores, uh, Stuart Granger, um, Christina Onassis, uh, hundreds. Anyway, I've got all those pictures, so I'm thinking of doing something original, but I need a writer. I need a writer, otherwise, I'm not going to get to do it. I'm not the one to do that. I, I could write everything, my experiences, but just write them out. Oh, yes. the day I met, Because I had a very funny thing happen with Sean Connery when he married for the last time here, because he was married twice. It was Easter, and. Uh, <laughs> are you good, take. Yes. <laughs> I had come over with the family, two babies, and it, uh, to see the family. Anista, the usual Algeciras, Tangier, Tangier, Gibraltar. So I didn't bring any cameras. We were just coming to see the family. And when I was going back with the family, my family was there at the airport because we were doing uh, Gibraltar-Tangiers by plane, and then Tangiers-Malaga by plane, right? So I'm in the old airport waiting, and I see this chap, who's a very popular, well-known photographer, Chris Pontegrifo. Oh, the guy was a bit old and inexperienced in, in this kind of thing. He's, he's there, standing behind a column two cameras. I said, Chris, what are you doing here? He says, oh, Sean Connery just got married. I said, yeah, where is he? He says, he's upstairs. Do you remember the old airport? I do, the, yes. The, the, the cafeteria. Yes, upstairs? you get a lovely cup a coffee abs- up there. He's upstairs with his wife but he doesn't want any pictures." I said, well, uh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, you got two cameras, give me one. So he loaned me one, I went upstairs, camera hiding, I saw him sitting with the wife, and I mean, you don't ask, <laughs> you just go and boom, 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 boom. Hey, you told you? I told you, uh, I'm sorry, you didn't tell me anything, must have been another photographer, nobody told me not to tell you. Boom, boom, boom. And I made him, I told Chris, if you see him come down after me, you get your camera ready, because that could be a picture. And I made him come down all the steps to the area where uh, Chris... And I. there was a lovely picture published in the... I always thought it was a Chronicle, but it wasn't, it was the Panorama. Gibraltar uh, Post was it called at the time? Yeah. Made a half-page front picture, nose to nose, Sean Connery is with a rolled-up newspaper with his hand up, and I am (coughs) like this, telling him, if you hit me, because I actually told you, you hit me and you're not leaving. I'll, I'll report you, and you stay here, and if you do that. So he did it. Well, the funny thing was that he went into the plane because he was coming back to Marbella, and he sees me going to the plane too. So he obviously thought I was following him, you know. He, to, uh, he got all nervous. When we get into Tangier Airport, there was a short wait uh, for the next flight to Malaga. And he immediately rushed off into Tangier's. I stayed at the terminal. I had no reason to rush off. And anyway, I had the wife and kids with me. And I didn't have cameras. <laughs> if I had that, I might have followed him into Tangier's. So, uh, a couple of hours later, when it's time to pick the Malaga flight, he returns and he sees me there, waiting. Oh, he gets desperate. He gets as quick as he can into the Malaga flight, and I get into the Malaga flight, because <laughs> that was my, where I was going anyway. Oh, God. He was, I gave him such a fright. We arrived in Malaga, and he rushed off. Of course, he'd only come to marry. He had uh, hand luggage. And he got his way, and rushed off to escape me. But that Malaga flight arriving from Tangiers arrived in Malaga something like twelve thirty, one o'clock in the at night. So the police got suspicious. Why is he going so quick? They didn't know who he was, and they pulled him into a room. <laughs> so this is absolutely true. So uh, I was there, and man, you know. Did I want a camera at the time? Because I was watching everything. I was right behind him. I saw how they pulled him into the room. He came out and he finally left. But the guy thought I was following him to do a story. Didn't even have a camera. But we saw those pictures quite well.
0: (laughs) What an amazing story. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, there's only one of them. I tell you about Elizabeth Taylor and her hair curlers, which I want. Because I want you to buy the book. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: have to now.
1: <laughs> oh, that was good. Imagine meeting, being called to see Miss Taylor at three o'clock in the morning, four cars full of uh, lawyers and representatives and everything, and going to see Elizabeth Taylor to a suite which had been inaugurated at the Marbella Club in their honor, it was called the Elizabeth Taylor suit, and she was there with George Hamilton, who was his boyfriend at the time. Anyway, I had some pictures of her with the hair curlers, but I could have got her topless. I didn't because I didn't see the angle, but every time she came out, she was tying the knot. Anyway, she thought I'd got her topless, and the work got around, and that's why three o'clock in the morning I got all these uh, lawyers. I said, Listen, you know, show you the pictures, these are not topless. Uh, we have to go and see what Miss Taylor thinks. Okay, okay, we go, you know. I mean, I'm ready to trade. If she doesn't want these pictures published, which are not topless, I can do a nice picture story of her with Hamilton around the gardens, exclusive, and uh, we trade. So we walk in there in the room, <laughs> she's sitting there with a robe on, uh, George Hamilton sitting on another chair. She says, well, show me. And you know in those times we used to shoot slides so we put the slides into folders of 20 each and I had a couple of folders she goes she starts looking and I was waiting and she says well George they're not bad I like them (laughs) and that's when I spoke to her lawyer and I said well what shall we do I mean if she just doesn't want this published We can do a deal and and do as I say. Let's wait tomorrow for breakfast and I'll let you know. And then when I met the lawyer for breakfast, he said Miss Taylor says, It's okay, go ahead. Use them. I mean she'd rather have those pictures used than making up for a photo session, blah blah blah. blah. And anyway, she thought they were nice, which were nice. You don't see Elizabeth Taylor with her hair colours on every day, do you?
0: You certainly don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got caught by a German guy who was on the house next door because I was up on the roof of an unoccupied house. And the guy he came and said, Hey, what are you doing there? I said, Shh, shut up. look, Elizabeth Taylor and Hamilton are there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but listen, don't call security because, you know, it's right said local security but you have to give me a copy of photos
0: (laughs) (laughs) i could have listened to juan carlos regaling his stories all day let's hope he gets that book written so we can all hear more about his star-studded adventures my thanks to juan carlos for his time and for allowing me to use some of his photos to illustrate this episode you can see them on the gibraltar stories website Thanks to you too for listening and for taking an interest in Gibraltar Stories. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would love it if you'd leave a review on your chosen podcast provider. It would make my day and will help other people find Gibraltar Stories easier. Don't forget you can listen back to any of the previous episodes at GibraltarStories.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify. And if you have a Gibraltar story you'd like to share, please get in touch with me through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or by email to GibraltarStories at gmail.com. Until next week, goodbye for now, and thanks very much for listening.